Welcome to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, an integrative health podcast by Center for New Medicine. We created the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast as an extension of our mission to educate and empower individuals along their health journey. This integrative health podcast will bring you in-depth expert interviews on a plethora of health topics. Tune in bi-weekly for interviews on how to create a non-toxic lifestyle, integrative approaches to treating complex health concerns like diabetes, Lyme's, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, adrenal fatigue, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, cancer prevention, early cancer detection, integrative cancer treatments, and so much more. Through the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, we hope to provide cutting-edge, science-based information you can use to create a happier and healthier life for you and your loved ones. Welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Sahar Lachine again on the podcast. And today we're talking about flu prevention from an integrative functional medicine perspective versus a more conventional medicine perspective. So we touch on things like what nutritional changes should we be making? What should we be including in our diet? What should we maybe be removing from our diet? why sleep and exercise are so important for boosting the immune system, as well as what kind of supplements Dr. Lachine recommends to support the immune system more, and then treatments that we offer here as well that are powerful immune boosters if you are trying to buck up that immune system a little bit more. Maybe you have an event you're going to, you're traveling, you're going to be with family for the holidays, So we shared lots of wonderful options to support the immune system during this time. So with that, please enjoy this interview with Dr. Lachine. Well, Dr. Lachine, welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. Thank you so much. My pleasure always. And today we're talking about flu season, which we're sort of in the thick of, maybe going to be in for a little bit. But I want to start with a little bit of a compare and contrast between conventional medicine approach to flu prevention and then a more functional integrative medicine approach to flu prevention. So from your perspective, what does a conventional approach to flu prevention look like? It has always been vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. So So, not very uh, in-depth. Well, you know, as an internal medicine doctor, I used to get really angry when my patients would tell me, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And I thought, oh, you're killing yourself. (laughs) Well, I'm not propagating against vaccines, but I am uh, telling my patients always, uh, previously and now, that uh, getting a vaccine is one step. Not getting it might be uh, another step. But in uh, general, you have to be preparing your body for anything, not just flu or COVID. We need to be prepared for any invaders. Mm -hmm. Our body is like our army. We have a lot of soldiers. We have the heads of uh, of the army. And we need to prepare everyone according to his rank or its rank, to be more specific. So... Uh, The immune system needs uh, tools. It needs to be uh, trained. It needs memory. 
uh, it needs also um, a lot of uh, nutrients, mm-hmm. supplements, mm-hmm. good food. If you feed your immune system junk food, it will be lazy, uh, inefficient, unhappy. Uh, in the morning, they won't be able to protect you from the invaders. But if you protect your soldiers and keep them sharp, mm-hmm. giving them the right food, which is uh, the medical food or the supplements, uh, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, the things that we have always knew they were very efficiently helping our immune system. But before the last two years, nearly nobody was thinking about them every day. Mm -hmm. Now there is more awareness. So there is a lot that we have learned that is really working for us. Uh, When I used to work in a big academic facility and all day long, what I saw was just sick people. Uh, There were only the test of the flu, uh, influenza A and B, and the strap that we would do for the patients if they are feverish or coughing before I get in the room. Mm -hmm. And if they were negative, you know, you don't really think that there will be something major going on still the patients would be really sick. Why would that be? Why a person uh, would be really affected by a virus or a flu uh, or COVID uh, and another one would not? Mm -hmm. There is a lot of reasons. Genetically, it might be. There is background of medical problems. Uh, There is uh, how they are eating, how they are exercising, if they are. Uh, how they are taking their supplements, uh, how adherent to uh, good food and uh, uh, their uh, good ways of lifestyle is. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a surprise for the immune system if you're dealing with the situation from the start in a good way. So you're prepared mm-hmm. for any invader. So you have your zinc, you have your vitamin D, you have your vitamin C, you have everything, everything you need. Mm -hmm. And the cells are functioning at their utmost efficiency. But if you're trying to build it up, it will need much more. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell my patients when I see them. If you are approaching a travel and you have not been Uh, previously on the good stuff that supplements that you need maybe you need an IV vitamins this will help you better to replenish all the stores inside quicker Mm -hmm. and then if you're preparing yourself for a meeting where you're going to meet a lot of people why don't you start taking uh, some uh, IV vitamin C or Myers cocktail or similars? <laughs> you know, you're touching on all of the points of this podcast, <laughs> which is so good. But I want to kind of break it down even more for the listeners. So, first of all, let's start with nutrition because this is something that is almost never addressed from a conventional standpoint. But especially when it comes to flu prevention. What are some nutritional changes we can implement? And one of the ones I really specifically want to talk about is sugar and why we may want to start to reduce our sugar consumption. That's a great question. (laughs) Thank you. So I always tell my patients with uh, the 
cravings for sugar or those who are diabetics that if you have an open buffet for desserts every day every minute who you think will be invited there and who gonna stay forever around you mm. bacteria and viruses it's an easy thing to eat that's the best thing that you can feed your microbes and uh, invading organisms mm -hmm. in another words your enemies mm -hmm. you are making them happy and they're gonna stay they're gonna stay longer that's the problem if you want to starve these organisms and keep them away you need to give your immune system the tools to to push them out mm -hmm. and this happens with organic food the greens even chewing the the fruits and vegetables start to stimulate the immune system in the buccal mucosa in the mouth oh wow yes so you start your um sharpening uh, tools from the mouth mm. and then swallowing and then stomach and then intestine and all the way down till you you have the bowel movement every day you are swiping the area with a lot of nutrients that by absorption it just strengthen the the pyre patches and and all the lymphatic collections on the sides of uh, the gut mm -hmm. the gut is a huge area that is full of your soldiers full of the collections of the lymphatics all around so when you do the lymphatic drainage like we, the, the ones that we have of hemosonics or uh, the light beam machine or w what we use for the lymphatic drainage to happen you are cleaning their ways their pathways to clean any of the debris or the invaders or any of the things that is just all the day long getting in and out mm -hmm. and through the cleaning system you have these filters you have these um, uh, lymphatic uh, uh, cells you have the antibodies that process and and com compete with whichever getting in their way uh, the the vitamins the the greens the juice the smoothies you know the things that we like people to start their their day with so the green juice is something great that anybody can do uh, they can drink the green juice or eat uh, fruits and vegetables in the morning best time as you know to eat the fruits and vegetables is before the meal so it's best to eat your fruits and vegetables before breakfast or before lunch you should avoid it at dinner time because it's a lot of fibers a lot of work for the gut mm. oh wow i've actually never heard that that's mm. really good so then some of the other lifestyle factors that i want to get into really quick are sleep and exercise when it comes to the immune system why are these important what's sort of the function or how are they aiding the immune system so balancing hormones which is you know my niche and specialty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my great interest is the way to balance your life so every cell is based it's like when you soak yourself in a tub or in a jacuzzi that's exactly your cells in your body every single minute they are soaked with the hormones mm. these hormones can be disturbed if 
people are not eating well, not sleeping well, and not exercising. And it can be very well balanced and great, especially if you're young. I mean, with the wear and tear, with our aging process, the hormones start to fade away. Your adrenals start to quit working. Your ovaries start to retire. Mm -hmm. So having the organs or the glands not efficiently working is a big thing in your immunity. You will find yourself tired or affected quickly with viruses. People around you, if they sneeze or cough, then after a few days, you're sick again and so on. So adjusting your hormones is like adjusting the air condition in the room so you don't fall asleep or you feel too cold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. That's a good analogy. (laughs) So the cells would just be comfortable and potent enough to work and do its job. Processing, assembling, burning, because if if you don't have the hormones checked well, then you can just keep the work for tomorrow, maybe for next month, maybe never. And before we know it, the fat accumulates and the fat cells are producing toxins and they produce uh, the hormones that you don't want. And then the imbalance happen. And then the immune system, before you know it, is not working well. Mm. So sleeping would uh, balance melatonin and cortisol for sure. And it's the way that the stress hormones can be available for the body to work. If the stress hormones are stressed, you will be stressed too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we cannot have the stress hormone either depleted or too much because too much of it, you'll be very fatigued and exhausted and you will not be able to uh, compete the infections well. This will increase the sugars in your body, increase the fat cells in the body, break down the the muscles, and the end result will not be good. Mm. If it's too little, you also will be exhausted and fatigued, and there will not be enough uh, support for the cells to be able to um, compete the viruses or bacteria uh, because of the lack of the cortisol the lack of the good effects of the cortisol when we need it in a salvage situation. Mm. I think that's such a good point. And what it's making me think of is, especially for those individuals who maybe chronically struggle with some kind of illness or an infection, that looking at the hormones and their hormone imbalances is such a good place for them to start potentially. Totally agree. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, the last... So there's two other things I really want to make sure we touch on. And you did mention a couple of these already. But the first is for those who are wanting to look at a little extra supplementation. Let's say they've got a strong diet, but they're like, I want to support my system a little bit more. What are some of the key supplements that we may want to be adding? We may want to be adding to our regimen during this time. So definitely vitamin C is a very important one. It's a strong, strong um, vitamin that is water soluble. It uh, goes and bathes all the cells and help with all the oxidative uh, reactions inside the body. Vitamin D uh, is a fat soluble vitamin. I have a lot of patients who have been on vitamin D forever and the levels are not good. And the reason is they might not be taking a good supplement or it's not well absorbed by the body or it's not enough. 
So vitamin D is a very easy fix. Vitamin C should be the same, but we need it every day, mm. uh, especially with the invaders and, and the viruses, which is um, all over the place now. Uh, and zinc is incorporated in a lot of the enzymatic reactions and the repair of the cells. So those who have immune problem, they need zinc. Those who have a skin problem need zinc. Mm. <laughs> so, it, so we need z zinc in general for any cell um, repair that is happening every day quickly, like the skin, so outside, or the mucous membrane linings in the inside. So anybody who gets a sinus problem or repeated, you know, problems in the upper respiratory infection or even UTI and vagi vaginal uh, problems, I insist on getting them vitamins, zinc, and CoQ10 as well. Oh, okay, touch on CoQ10 a little bit because that's a new one. Yeah, so coenzyme Q10 is one of the things that we internally produce but in small amounts. Every day you can use it and then you're depleted. When you take it, the, the most prominent organ using the, the, the CoQ10 is the muscles when you exercise. And when you have the CoQ10, your mitochondria is happy. This is the powerhouse of the cell. Any muscle moving in and out all the time needs coenzyme Q10. If you take it, you will not have this fatigue or the, or the muscle aches that you develop when you do physical exercise. Mm. And specifically those who are still in the traditional medicine taking statins for their um, cholesterol, statins deplete coenzyme Q10. Mm. And that's why most of the people just are reluctant to take their statins because of the side effects. If you have to take a statin, you have to take coenzyme Q10. If you're not taking statins, then still you need the CoQ10. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, so, that's such a great point. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Thank you. And then you did touch on IV vitamin C, but I wanted to ask about some other immune boosting treatments. Again, for the person who wants to really buck up their immune system, like you said, maybe they're about to travel somewhere, interact with a large group of people, or maybe they did get a little sick and they wanna help their immune system bounce back faster. What are some of those treatments that we offer here at the center that they could, that they could do? I am uh, very much in love with the Myers cocktails. Okay. So Myers cocktail is my favorite, uh, uh, like IV, which I like people to get because it, it is full of constituents that the immune system really needs. Um, and IV vitamin C, it is even proven that you can treat cancer with it, as a lot of people now might know. So vitamin C is a very powerful uh, vitamin. It, in, the, in the normal cells, it is incorporated and used. In the abnormal cells, it kills the abnormal cells. Uh, they do not have the system to uh, remove the vitamin C so they get toxic and they die. Hmm. And that's the uh, analogy about um, uh, treating cancer cells with IV vitamin C, just like lymphomas, for example. So uh, 
there is a lot of variables here that we can use. Uh, Myers is on the top of them if we are thinking about the infections and boosting the immunity. Can you just break down what is in a Myers cocktail IV for those who may not know? Yeah, there is a lot of good nutrients. The major ones would be the vitamin D, vitamin C, glutathione. Uh, there is a, so many other things that we can uh, put even tailored for people mm. to get according to the background the medical condition uh, we have uh, unlimited variabilities that we can add but the the Myers cocktail of course it's it's used to to boost the immunity so we have the major things that do so in mm, it okay I love that and then you actually did mention already some lymphatic drainage or the hemosonic therapy which we have here Another one that I'm just a huge fan of in particular is the infrared sauna. Yes. What is your take on that? So it has to be uh, used uh, educatively. Uh, infrared sauna uh, increase the core temperature inside. So we need to be well, very well hydrated. Mm -hmm. And we need to do it two to three times a week. Uh, I prefer 30 minutes. If people are uh, efficiently tolerant to it afterwards, we can increase the time. But as a start, it would be 30 minutes twice a week, and then we can build it up according to the tolerability. Mm -hmm. uh, the best thing about the infrared sauna is that it detoxifies the body inside out. In simple words, it helps you to detox. Just like the green juice that you can drink with the cucumber or the celery, you know, the lemons, uh, ginger, uh, the, this alkalinizing green juice can detoxify your liver, detoxify the gut and the kidneys. Adding this to the infrared sauna would be a plus plus. Hmm. The hydration with um, uh, hydrogenated water uh, or ozonated water would be a great thing to help this. It's like pampering the cells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have a whole little routine for your sauna, apparently. <laughs> well, Dr. Lachine, thank you so much. I know you have patience, so I'm going to let you go. But just appreciate this so much, having you on. Thank you. It's always a great pleasure to talk to you <laughs> and to my patients, of course. Yes. <laughs>